0: This episode that we have here for you today, I'm really excited about in particular because throughout the episode, I, Austin, get proved wrong on a couple things. And it's really not about being proved wrong. It's really about getting your eyes opened a little bit. I think that throughout this year, I've been looking at a lot of the accomplishments I'm trying to make and looking back on what I've experienced as something that was inherently easy. I think that's a huge fallacy that a lot of us have. Uh, And and we get into an in-depth discussion about how this fallacy expresses itself in and outside of business and how that way of thinking has ultimately led me down a path where you can't really ever be happy with the outcome if that's the way you choose to look at things. So I think this is an amazing episode for anybody looking to kind of change their perspective on where they are right now versus where they were. And I think that a lot of things can be taken away from this. So I'm really excited to hear what you guys get from it. Don't be shy to DM us on Instagram uh, at the weekly call pod to to let us know what you got out of it. So sit back, enjoy, and, and welcome to the podcast. Hey, listeners, welcome back to another episode of the weekly call, the unscripted, unedited weekly conversation between Austin, John, and Amber. Thanks so much for being here with us today. Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the weekly call. Uh, we got Amro here in Toronto, Ontario. How you doing, man?
1: I am doing doing good. Another day in paradise, man.
0: Good stuff. And we got John out here in Kelowna, BC. How you doing, John? Can you
2: imagine like starting off and be like, "Yeah, dude, I'm doing terrible." <laughs> I once had that. I used to work terrible. at.
1: I used to work at the bank, and this old lady would always come in. And I'm like, "How's your day?" She's like. Well, I'm not dead yet, so.
2: I'm like, oh. No, you know what's interesting? I because uh, like like I think at this point, like it's sort of like it's just a social norm to just be like, "Hey, how you doing?" And and like no one really just like views like very few people actually view that as an opportunity to like you know give like their whole life story. But yeah. today I had a really It's sort of like not really like much businessy, but this is such this is just so funny how to say it. So, um, Trish and I went out for brunch this morning with two of our friends. And she had to pee like really badly and they didn't have a public washroom there. Um, and and uh, so, so, but I also wanted to go for like a short little drive to kind of show her that like, this one area of town. So she's like, fine. But like, I have to go pee like really badly. So like, and I was like, you know, don't worry. Like you can hold it for like 30 minutes. You won't die. We're just going to quickly go for this little thing. So it would get back to her apartment and she has to go pee so badly. And uh, I, I quickly have learned that there's this one guy in my building named uh, uh, Gary. And, Gary yeah I know Gary right and this guy no 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 no. this guy every time that we bump into him he like 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 just takes it as the biggest opportunity to like just talk your ear off but like but like I'm not even just talk your ear off like he's a really friendly guy and like literally like you know like you're like a minute and he's like you know wants to know how your day went I mean like literally like He'll just like go off on like the lo- like the longest rants of all time. And so today, we like bump into him in the hallway, and he's like going on. Take my this entire time, Trisha's like basically oh, like she's, pinching yeah, her legs together, not yeah, not to piss herself. And this guy is pitching us on on this social media app that he wants to invent. On <laughs> how old's Gary? How old's Gary? like 60 and oh. uh, and i and i just burst out laughing and i was and he's like what what i'm like you no, no, i'm not laugh. i'm like I'm, I'm so sorry gary like I'm, I'm laughing because trisha's literally gonna piss herself and we need to like go into her house and like you're telling us this whole thing so like i don't mean to be rude but we gotta go <laughs> why didn't you just like given the keys to trisha and then just held down gary well, no, no, but neither of us wanted to be like, you know, in quotations, rude and like walk away from the conversation. But like she had to pee really badly. And I also just didn't even care about the conversation, you know, but oh, fair play, um, yeah, so I think at this point, uh, I think, I think I need a little discussion, discussion with uh, Gary and say, Hey Gary, you know, I, I appreciate you as a neighbor. You're great, but I want to limit our transactions or our, our conversations to like 15 seconds at the very top. Yeah. <laughs>
1: I've, I've lived in condos for like 10 years and I think I've mastered the art of small talk. Please, please share with me how to end conversations. <laughs> so it's very simple. You put both hands together and you, and you lean as if like you're praying. Like in, in, a, in a, here, watch, watch the camera like this. Right. So you just put po- both palms as if you're high fiving yourself in front of you. And then you shift your body language a bit sideways you look them in the eye and you say john i really would love to finish this conversation this is just like the worst time ever i need to go get this thing done let me catch you next time i actually want to share something with you as well and then you just and then you just go and it works beautifully and yeah it has to be authentic right you can't just lie See, the thing and- for me
2: is it's not authentic because like that, or at least that wouldn't be authentic for me because... Okay, I then just take out the last part. I want to catch up later. <laughs> so just yeah, take no, out I can, the last I can modify part. The, the dialogue. Modify but the I get, dialogue. I get the hand motions though.
1: The hand motion, the body language, that that's already like 50% of the communication. And then you just say like, I really apologize. I would love to speak or I, or, I love you. I just need to be somewhere right now. Let's catch each other at another time. Something along those lines and... I find that works great, and uh, amazing. It's a little, a little subtlety, but uh, Austin, how's that? how's everything going with uh, with you and your business? I know yeah, John, awesome. how, how is John your put up some incredible incredible numbers here that we're going to talk about in a second.
0: Uh, things are going great. Like I I, I can't really say they could be going any better for for our clients being happy with our work. I'm really just encountering um, an issue around uh, manpower and personnel around hiring. So like I have. You know, two to three crews moving every day, which is awesome, and we're definitely at a place where we need like four consistently. And we're doing interviews every week, and well, I'm doing interviews every week, and it's 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 awesome because you're interviewing people uh, in the middle of June and 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 really prioritizing that, which usually I'm not used to. However, it's just something that you know I wish that there was, and and I guess the I get the idea of I wish is a little bit more optimistic than and actually being in control of your situation. Uh, It's just more so around the lines of like, man, like it's hiring and and finding people right now is the challenge. Like it really is a challenge. And even the people that you hire, uh, you're still having to really just manage their expectations and manage a lot of what they're looking to accomplish with you. Right. So, okay.
2: So now Austin, of course, you're you're a district manager and you're also an experienced yeah veteran of the company as well
0: yeah
2: so you know is it yeah
0: dude so I have and, to and ask, it, it, it has to be like i i'm seeing this happen in in many businesses and it's not to validate my own concerns it's just it seems like to be uh an issue company wide right so
2: well i have to ask so is it just that the because like you know just just so everyone knows um you know do you want to just quickly go over like what our recruiting stuff is? I mean, if if you don't mind, like, like even just like, like one of the core principles of how we hire as a company is getting multiple sources up. Right. And so, you know, Amber, I'm sure that you did the same, right. I mean, you not only do you want to source referrals, but you want to, you know, you know, once uh, you know, once you hire painters, get referrals, you want to use networks, you know, whether it's, you know, teams, you might or teams or clubs, you might be a part of classmates, friends, family, whatever. Um, but also, you know, all the different types of online places. So Kijiji, Castanet, Craigslist, whatever's popular in your Mm -hmm. market, um, job boards, et cetera, you know, once you get about 10 sources up, so is it just that the sources that we're normally um, generating um you know applicants are just no longer generating those applicants or you know what like where where like where is the breakdown in in the in the funnel
0: the breakdown's present in pretty much every part of the funnel that we were used to right so f- for us in our market in the past 4 years where we've gotten a lot of our applications is through um is through facebook indeed and and through referrals of the current people we have working for us. And we have a few other online present, like a few other online postings that like through Kijiji and also through Craigslist really isn't a thing out here. Actually. I I love that you said Craigslist. I don't even really think Craigslist is, is
2: it's not really a thing for me either. I'll say this, Yeah. yeah. but I have gotten at least one person from it in years and it's free. So
0: yeah, fair enough. But yeah, anyway, so we're just like, it's pretty much just a, almost like a 70, 80% decrease in presence there. And I think what's really uh, interesting with that is we've talked about CERB and all this at length. And to the listeners that are listening here, that listened to our last 10 episodes. Like, you're like, do not mention CERB again. <laughs> I, I think that that is based on what's being announced from the federal government. It seems as though A lot of A, what CERB has been claimed is also being somewhat audited. And the second presence is those that have claimed CERB are now getting possibly going to be getting less. I think they're talking about lowering it to $1,500 a month. However, it's just an issue with what we're encountering. We also, I mean, my personal business also operates in a very rural area. Recruiting has never been necessarily something we have a large, large number of. And we heavily rely on referrals of people that we have working with us. So that's also something that's been, I mean, it, 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 like we're focusing on the negative here. The business is doing great. We could use like another three people, <laughs> you know, like it, that's pretty much what we're talking about. Well, uh,
2: what I was, was going to ask though, is, so you have two to three, co- uh, three two to three crews going, right?
0: Yes. Yes.
2: Is it two or three?
0: It's three. The only thing with the third is that uh they're they're very new and uh they're very selective with what work we can put them on because we haven't trained oh, yeah, since okay, the end okay. of the year. But yeah, it's yeah. three. Yeah.
2: Um do, uh now how is it like how's the dynamic with your partner? Because, you know, I have I have a full time GM now, but yeah, and I've been talking about this with an, uh one of my good buddies who's, you know, grown his business, you know, substantially this year and he also now has like a like a manager role like i don't know if you quite call it a gm but sure. you know, definitely full time sure. position and you know we were both talking about you know the size of our business relative to you know paying the salary of this person yeah right? yeah yeah and i have to you know i have to wonder like three crews is that really enough to to um you know warrant this second person or like how like how's that kind of how's that dynamic going as far yeah, as Yeah that's that's a go? good
0: question i mean it's definitely not at a place yet where it's completely worth the money that we're splitting however if we're able to get one, pretty much the tipping point for us on paper with, with profit sharing is having four crews running is really where the money is made. And essentially, you know, what's nice for me, John, is I'm sure it's nice for you. And and this is the, by virtue of having the GM role is not being able or not, not, not that you're not able to, but you don't have to at all, uh, step on job sites. Right. So like that's, that's the big thing for you, I believe, as I would imagine, is that you're not really stepping on job sites to do anything other than check in on painters and make sure that they uh, are, are, are essentially feeling motivated towards the position and, and rewarding them for what they've done. It's really not anything other than that. So I'm really enjoying that side of the business where I'm not having to hop on anywhere or needed anywhere, sorry, for, for the sake of production. So I'm really enjoying that. And I think that while that may not be at, th- at three crews right now, while that may not be 100% where we want to be profit sharing wise, it, it's really cool to see that I can afford it A and, and B, we just need the extra crew and then it's, it's, it's extremely profitable on paper so that we can actually rationalize the structure. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I guess Austin, do you, do you lag out there? No, I just stopped um, talking, but yeah, I, that, that's it. I mean, I like, what, w- like, does that answer your question about how it, whether or not it makes sense?
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. I, you know, cause it, one, one interesting thing this year for me is, um, yeah, it's just, it's just affording, uh, the general manager yes. and I, uh, are you
1: you paying them John?
0: Yeah, that's uh, that's my question. Is how less how much, but more how? Like based on based on performance or more salary?
2: It's a combination of both. Uh, One, it's a female. Her name's Jocelyn, and she, I, I pay her hourly, and there's a there's a bonus component to it. So if we hit certain criteria based on you know the goals that I set at the beginning of the year, then she has the opportunity to earn. Uh, $5,000 in bonuses over the course of the, over the course of the year. And uh, I gave her a a pretty reasonable um, starting hourly rate. I don't know if I should say it online, so I'm going to leave that, but it's, but it's good. It's a good, it's a good wage. Um, It's not great. It's good. And I think I did that on purpose for two reasons. One um, I really wanted to hedge my bets of like, Hey, like I don't like want to pay top dollar because I think that sets the expectation that like that's the benchmark, so I I left it a little bit lower than maybe what the, that position would warrant, so that um, she could earn what the normal rate would be. Because um, we were sort of unclear, she's definitely exceeded my expectations, and a raise is definitely I think uh, earned it at this point. I mean, I I could not. It's one of those things where I actually do not understand how I ran my business before. Without her, it's in uh, she she's just. I mean, not only, I mean, I, I wish I could write it down. I think I might have, well, I'm not gonna look for it right now. I should have been more organized, but I wrote a list of like things down at the beginning of the year. Like when I was thinking like, okay, you know, should I hire this general manager? And there was a list of these things. And like, most of them are like, you know, I wanted to um, have uh, one more, um, more time available for Trisha, and, and, you know, more, more time available for some hobbies that I wanted to pursue this year, such as running, such as more reading, um, you know, more meditation. But also, I wanted my employees to make more money, not only, you know, obviously, like my painters, I wanted to increase their efficiency. Um, I wanted to increase the level of training. I wanted to increase the number of reference letters. There was all these things that I had, like, okay, if I hire her, these are the things that I would want to be paying for, right? And all of them have just been hit. And it's so rare as a business person that you set out, you know, know, on a certain goal and you just hit it. It's just so rare. So that's why I said like, you know, she just completely exceeded my expectations because I mean, we're getting, I mean, just about every job that we do, we're getting a reference letter. Um, you know, I've, uh, we're just sourcing so many referral leads and they're gold. I mean, they're just amazing. Um, my employees are making fantastic money this year. Like, I, like, I mean the amount of paychecks that are, you know, getting $1,500, $2,000 plus are just fantastic. Um, at least in Western Canada, I think nine of the top 40 painters are mine, nice. and, which is nuts. Right. I mean, almost 25% of the top painters out of 122 franchises are all mine. So I represent like 0.5 or what is that Point five percent of the company. And yet I have 25% of the top painters. Right. So like, I mean, like it's pretty insane stats really. And, and I just contribute a lot of it to, to Jocelyn and the hard work that she puts in. So.
1: How come you were hesitant to share her salary? I didn't really quite understand that.
2: I don't know if she would want me to, to be honest. Like, I don't know. Like, you know what I mean? like You're, you're the boss. You wrote the papers, man. No, no. But I, I but I don't know if she would want me to like, you know, because oh, it's her income. Okay. I don't, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, maybe Understood. I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe she would be like, John, I don't give a shit. But like, I don't know though. Like, you know, like, like you know what I mean? Like, I, like if you were on a different podcast, Ammer, and you were talking about how much money I made, I probably wouldn't care, but you might but but you know you know what i mean like it'd be kind of weird if you like true yeah 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 like, i guess when you, i know her, when i know her on a, like I, I don't know her on a personal level like i only just know her like because she works for me But like i don't like if i met her like if i was at a bar with her i wouldn't like you know i mean I, I, we're not friends if that makes sense yeah
1: i think that's, that's yeah, i don't want to overstep
2: my uh my responsibilities there yeah like in the same way that like i don't think it'd be good for me to point out who got those big paychecks right like i want to like, right
0: I had a painter uh, last
2: year. Actually, interesting enough, um, her name—well, <laughs> I almost <laughs> just said her name. Uh, I had this painter last year, and uh, she was a, one of my top females. She made like a lot of money over the summer, and she just despised me. She just really did not like me. Yeah, how much money she, did she watch, make? Um, she made like over twenty grand just during the summer. What? The That's insane. A yeah, dude. I know. I know. That's right. And uh, yeah, no, she, she was excellent, and she. Um, yeah she called me out on it man because like i used to tell all the other painters how much she was making like to try and motivate them and she just hated she just hated she
0: also just uh, disliked
2: uh, me through and through yeah
0: right interesting
2: so so i don't want to have any that kind of stuff
1: fair play (laughs) dude a 20 20 grand in a summer
2: like 21 i think it was like 21 grand yeah that's very impressive yeah it was nuts Although I have some painters this year, man, like it's going to be, it's going to be interesting to see. I think I have, I'm going to have a lot of painters that are going to make about 15 probably. Yeah.
0: -hmm.
2: Yeah. I have some solid painters. Um,
1: What was your, um, are you comfortable sharing your payroll? How much did your company process in the past two weeks?
2: Yeah. In revenue. Yes. uh, $73,700.
1: And Austin, can you tell me what the average size of a student works painting business is? Per year for a payroll? No, no. Per year, per year. What's oh, the size shit. of the business?
0: Um, it last year it's it would be betw- like around seventy-five to eighty-five thousand a year. That's so in crazy. two
1: weeks, John
2: was as efficient as one average. Do you know it's actually crazy? Consultant. I was talking about this with Corey, uh, my consultant. And, you know, I actually did more work. This is just so mind boggling to me because do you remember, do you remember a a while back when we talked about, well, I'll I'll finish that sentence. So I did more work in two weeks than I did my entire first year combined.
0: Yeah. That's insane.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's nuts. Right. But get this though. So this is the, this is the part that just completely shatters my mind because um, well, two things actually, I I also have produced over $300,000 in work already this year Mm -hmm. and And that's more work than I completed in my fourth year for the whole year. And now the reason why that's so mind shattering for me is that in my first year, like, like such an ego, like, I just thought I was like the, like just the hottest shit that earth had, you know? And, and same with, uh, you know, in my fourth year when I did 300, like I was like, whoa, like that was, you know what I mean? Like that was such a big deal. And, uh, I don't know if you guys remember, like this was, this was like many podcasts ago. And I think it actually was the end of the podcast where I kind of talked about how, you know, there's like this phenomenon where you, you know, you think you have it all figured out. And then like the next year you're like, Oh yeah, last year I totally thought I knew it all, but like, I was complete moron. Like now I know the truth. Right. And then a year later, (laughs) yeah. And so every year you just think that like last year's version of your five years ago, you were just complete joke. And then I think, and then, and then I think I ended with the whole point with the whole point of it is that we're always that moron. We're always yeah, the, yeah. You know, like in five years from now, I'm going to look back for sure. Seven fifty in the year. What a joke. Yeah, yeah. Right. So,
0: yeah, it, it, it kind of stems from that feeling. I think that a lot of people have around, they graduate elementary school and they look at high school and they go, holy shit. You know, and then they graduate high school and look at college and they go, holy shit. And they graduate college and look at university, holy shit. And then they graduate university and go, oh my God, I'm entering the job market and go, holy shit. And then you always, you know, that's, that's like the foresight. But then the hindsight is a lot of people admittedly myself, actually, John, it's funny you say this because I look back on many things with you know anybody could say hindsight's 2020 right but you look I think a lot of people do this but you look back on things and you go wow wasn't that easy and it's funny how how self-serving you can be in the sense that wow wasn't that easy well yes that was easy but you a have the tendency to forget the things that may have made it hard in the very moment that you were experiencing. Sorry, what, what, what,
2: what is it that people think like when they look back, they say, well, you
0: look back and you go, oh wow, well they're in college or they're in university and they go, they look back and go, oh wow. It wasn't high school easy. I wish that I oh, would have yes. just thought it was easy the whole time. Uh, and, and then, but you remember when you were in high school, um, you thought it was extremely hard in the time with let's say you were going like whatever the situation was you had a test or an exam or whatever but as a whole when you look back on it from a more advanced standpoint of let's say university you look back and as a whole you come to the conclusion of wow wasn't that just easy and yeah and, and it's funny how like this year uh and you know it really touches john on on uh what you said last year, I think when we were first starting out, maybe I can't even remember. Maybe, this was maybe during one of like the, the OG unrecorded weekly calls that we had, <laughs> you know, like the, the the real ones that we had, you know, like the, the, the Sunday night calls all last summer. Um, You told Amher and I, you said, you know, I'm glad you guys chose to run bigger businesses this year because it's actually easier to run a bigger business than it is to not. And I was like, okay, what do you mean by that? Like, I barely knew you. And I was like, what do you mean by that? And you explained that, you know, well, when you have, and it's very simple, very, very simple, but you know, a lot of people look at larger businesses, it doesn't matter if it's with a painting company or not. And they go, you know, Amazon, how the hell do you get there? (laughs) You know, like how the hell do you get present in multiple countries, multiple continents and just be such a massive global footprint? They they make
1: $40 million an hour, by the way.
0: but here's the thing right this is this is right back to what was said on this well maybe not this podcast and maybe just one of the earlier weekly og weekly calls the unrecorded ones was it's easier in a bigger business because you don't have the the liability or the risk factor of people leaving and they're they're they're, each person is worth uh marginally less or more depending on the size of the business and i remember looking back at my business now and i go Last year, I was running five crews as of next week. And if I had one crew not show up, like whatever it was, they, they, somebody was sick or I oh, wanted yes. to let somebody go. And it was like, oh my God, I went from having 12 painters to 11 or 10. But if that happened tomorrow morning, I'd go from having seven painters to Six or five, so I actually lose a significantly larger part of my production capacity for a day or a week or whatever. And I just can't. I just can't. Honestly, I honestly just can't forgive myself in the very moment for allowing myself to come to 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 say, "Hey, I'm going to come back and do less revenue and be comfortable with it," right? Because that's that's what I did. Is I said, you know. I'm going to come back and do less. I'm going to come back and do about 250, 300. And I'm going to be comfortable with that because it's going to be quote unquote easier because if there's less revenue to be done. Right. And I'm going to be coaching five other new business owners and I'm going to be in the process of completing a master's degree. Like that's going to be enough. Right. However, it would have been easier for me just to say, Hey, I'm going to go run a 500 K business. Right. Like that, that, that's what would have actually been easier for me. Would it have been, more time and doing estimates and sales and stuff 100 percent, 100 however the amount of people i would have needed to recruit from the beginning would have been more and i would have had more production capacity from the beginning and i would have been seemingly less affected by the um i guess you could just say the the the, the constraints of other people right because like, that's essentially what you're you're in the business well, of managing jobs. there's actually
2: like, a very very clear analogy here that, that yeah. that's, i mean it's crystal clear okay the larger the boat the less you have to be worried about waves
0: yeah very simple
1: the larger the boat
2: well think um, about this if you're in a rowboat okay just you and I ammer, and a huge wave comes we're fucked if we're in a cruise ship who gives a shit
0: mm-hmm.
1: same thing with a big boat if there's a leak you won't even notice it or if it's a small boat and there's a leak it's like game over.
2: Yeah. The whole in comparison to the, to the volume Correct. of, yeah, yeah. Well, it's actually a great example. I mean, you know, in your, uh, you know, in my first year, you know when I, when I had two painters, if someone called in sick, that's 50% of my business, right? <laughs> so you know, I lost 50% of my revenue from one person getting sick, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, or they missed the bus yeah. and that's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Whereas, Sorry like, Nancy, when someone, this is, we're not painting your house today. <laughs> when someone calls in cynic, sick now, I'm just like, Okay. Yeah, (laughs) like I don't like. Okay, sweet. You be sick. You you go do sick people stuff, right? Like, yeah,
0: yeah, and and that's and that's something that like honestly, if I'm being completely real with you guys, I just can't get over the fact that I let myself, uh, you know, I I let myself agree to running a smaller business. Like, I actually. What I thought was taking a step forward, meaning running a smaller business, making things easier, right? And and also, a, I was also coaching five of their operators and, and still in school. So that's what I allowed my my story to be around <laughs> running a smaller business. It's not easier at all. You know, it, it's really not easier. Uh, and John, I don't think there was was there ever a year because you were, is this your sixth year now? Is it French sixth?
2: Yeah, it's my sixth year. Okay.
0: Was there ever a year uh, where you grew very, not grew very little, but like didn't change a lot from one year to the next?
2: Yeah. What year so, was that? In my, well, I mean, so like there was a one year where, yeah, where I went in my second year, my, so yeah, in my, from my second year to my third year, I went from 166,000 to 220.
0: Okay. So that was like forty K, okay. Or sixty K. Okay, sixty K in revenue. So one sixty-six to two twenty. And what did that feel like to you? Did it the whole year feel like you were doing what you meant to do?
2: No, at the end of my third year, I remember being on the phone of on the phone uh with Corey. I remember crying and I was like so fed up. I was talking to Corey and I was like, I'm so sick of failing, right? Like Like this is such, you know, like I was just so upset with myself over how much I had left on the table. Right. Yeah, I was so
0: upset. What do you, what did you feel like you left on the table?
2: I feel like there was, you know, there was just clear moments when i just did not respond well to what had happened to me yeah i i just i just there, there was just there was very clear moments to me where i was like okay this 100% like was not the way that i wanted to to act right and right. like cuz like okay um if an employee quits it is what it is okay I can't, con- like, I can, I can influence yes. that, but, like, ultimately what happens in my business is relatively outside of my control, okay? But how I respond to things is in my control. And so, I felt like what was happening to me was not significant enough to warrant the results, to, the, uh, to warrant the poor results that i had gotten. Right. Like, I could have definitely focused more on what, what I was in control of, and I didn't, and I, I was really upset about that.
0: What do you mean by influencing what was in your control? Like, I just want you to develop on well, that. Like, oh, I'll well, give you an example. A... Yeah. Actually, okay. This last payroll yeah.
2: is fantastic. I mean, sure. Yeah. I couldn't write it up any better. So, uh, well, I mean, Austin, you're a friend, you're a district manager now. Yes. And so, you know, I'm sure not only do you have people making excuses to you but you also have like you know, franchisees making excuses to you but you also probably get to talk to all the other district managers and hear all of the people that have made excuses oh to you well right for sure and it's interesting because you know like man like i am so fired up about uh about you know it's not what happens to you but it's 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 how you respond to it right like, i actually look, i was considering getting a tattoo of it cuz i was like so oh. like i was so riled up about this because um Uh, I've just really implemented that into my life uh, this year and it's just gotten me tremendous results. This last payroll, you know, I was talking to a lot of different franchisees um, what, like I always do, you know, around payroll, around payroll every two weeks, and just kind of get everyone's vibe, you know, how everyone's doing and just check base and just see what's going on. And, you know, basically every conversation went the same way. It was really fascinating. Everyone sort of gave me this laundry list of, of, um, of things that didn't go wrong. So it's like, I'm like, Hey, how's your payroll? And they're like, boom, here's like all the things that didn't go my way. Right. And I thought it was fascinating that like, that's how, that's what the response was. And, uh, and, you know, some of them brought in good payroll, some brought in, you know, but the unanimous thing was that no one brought in the payroll they wanted. And their whole thing was, well, here's what happened to me. Right. Everyone said, Hey, John, here's what happened. And so I thought to myself, "Fuck, so crazy." And then I, and I, but then I sat back and I was like, "Well, what happened to me that was so different that allowed me to run this massive payroll?" Yes. And I, and I put some thought into it. And I was like, "Well, hold on, like I, we, my crews and I, we painted two houses, the entire house, the wrong color twice. This payroll, and then we had to repaint the whole house twice. I had four painters um, either get fired or quit in the last two weeks." Yeah. You know, I, um, you know, we bought the wrong scaffolding for a job and we, and, and it didn't work. So we, we had to do the job in a completely different way. I had a ladder break. Um, you know, I had, uh, I had seven days of rain in a row, which is completely yeah. uncommon, unprecedented in the Okanagan. I mean, the Okanagan right. is, is, I mean, I'm an hour drive from where they film Western movies. Like just put it in perspective, it's a semi desert here. I've never seen seven days of rain. And I don't even just mean a light drizzle. I mean, torrential right. downpour is in like, like I live next to a creek. I'm kind of worried about it flooding kind of rain. Like, yeah. uh, you know, um, like I almost went out and started gathering two of every animal kind of thing, you know? Yeah, yeah, Um And uh, I had this laundry list of things and I couldn't help but think, what was the difference between why I was able to run, you know, the largest payroll, I think probably in company history. I mean, minus, you know, cause I take in mind, I had no commercial jobs. I mean, this was all residential. There was no like large, you know, $20,000 payment in there that I collected or anything like that. This was just all grind. Right. And uh, I, it, 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 to me, it's clear. It's how I responded to these, these things. Not one time did I, make excuses. I just look, I said, okay, you know, this person quit. Great. What's the, you know, who's up, who's up next, right? What's the next move. There was only really one time I was disappointed in myself and it's because I wasn't doing interviews last week. I was doing interviews this week, which I was disappointed in myself. It worked out, yeah. but I was disappointed because um, to me that was a misstep. Like I wasn't performing at the highest level there. Cause I mean, I could have been more preemptive with this. So, um, yeah, I guess that was that was it. So, so yeah, just-
0: I just want to make sure that I, I get this completely is that I, I want to know what the difference was between the people that said they didn't have enough to get it done and the people that were making excuses towards whatever their goals were. I understand that maybe it may have not been to do a 73K payroll, but whatever their goals were and they had, you know, oh, my goal was 47 and, and X, Y, and Z happened and that's why I didn't hit it. I just want to be clear on getting what you said, because you said you looked at them and you went, wait, hold on. Cause I had this happen to me and I don't get why. Yeah. I would- yeah
2: sorry. Like, like in relative terms, they didn't hit the payroll forecasts.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the,
2: yeah, I should really mention that. It, like, I mean, the reason why I ran a $74,000 payroll versus them running it, you know, a 16 or a 20, um, I like, they like the guy who was supposed to run 16 was supposed to run 30. The guy who was supposed to run 20 was supposed to run 40. Like yeah, yeah, they, they yeah. clearly missed their, like in relative terms, whereas like I was supposed to do 66 and I ended up doing 73. 73
0: yeah.
2: Right. So like I exceeded things despite me. Right. And uh, I think another thing that's um, really at play here too is, um, is uh, just accepting things for exactly as they are, rather than trying to, you know, throw your spin onto things. Like, a lot of times when I was asking people like about your payroll and I'd ask what specifics about, you know, like, you know, well, hold on. Like, what do you mean? Like, like you had a bunch of touch-ups Like, can you walk into like what happened there? And they're like, well, my guys are really good, but like the job didn't go our way. And, and one thing I found is that the first thing that comes out of someone's mouth is almost is actually the problem. So like, be like, Hey, so like, how are your painters? Oh, they're good. But I'm like, but as in like, they're not good because like, what, why do you have to tell me they're good? how about you tell me their actions, right? Because (laughs) it's so interesting when someone's like, I'm like, so like, what do you think the problem is? And they're like, well, I don't think it's my painters, but here's all the things they fucked up. I'm like, so their actions seem to speak that you should maybe rehire. And so it's interesting when you look at it from an outside perspective like that. um, Not only for someone else's business, it's more clear, but I was doing this within my own business, you know, where um, I would face reality. So rather than trying to throw my spin onto things, I'd be like, okay, what's actually happening here, right? Because you know, if if you, um if, if you play your, if you play too much into your own stories of things, like you, you sometimes forget things. Like if you just say it out loud, I lost four employees in two weeks. It's very clear. I need to start doing more interviews. I need to rehire. Now, if the story I told myself is, oh yeah, but now I have the perfect amount of employees. I don't need to hire anymore. I have exactly as many as I need, which is true. However, I would be doing myself a disservice if I if I was not overhired because that's what the systems say they do, right? The other systems is you know uh, always be hiring, so I need to be following those systems. I need to live and die with those, right? So,
0: yeah, I I just mainly wanted you to to touch on the idea behind why you think it is that. Some people don't really reach. For example, he said it though. He said yeah.
1: it. He said it because people are tied with their ego. It's yeah. like, oh, if I didn't run this X amount of payroll, that means I'm lesser than. Or yeah. whereas John, he literally has just you know he you walked us through the past six years where he became less and less egotistical about his business. Yeah. Therefore, more and more efficient. Cause yeah. it's no longer about John.
2: Yeah. It was now about his business and his future and his kids. Yeah. Actually fascinating when you think about it that way. Right. Because, um, like just, just, I'll let you finish, but like, I just like the little differentiating that some people are going to miss there with what Amherst said is that I am not my business.
0: Yes. I love that. Okay. So I want to jump in on that for a sec. I found that extremely hard and, and I find that to be something that's very, very, very hard for a lot of new business owners doesn't matter what market you're in, when you get negative feedback, well, first of all, let's start with this. When you get positive feedback from a client, right? It feels amazing. Like, you know how good it feels for me to get a glowing reference letter for a business? Like, John, I'm sure that the first glowing reference letter you got, like, you just, you would have felt amazing, you know?
2: Okay. Yes. But like the one thing I'll say, okay, no, no, not now. Okay. Okay. okay, okay,
0: So I get that not now, but, and, 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 but the first, the first, yes, my review, I was like, I'm amazing. Yes. Yes. And the first, the first glowing. I'm the man. Yeah. And, and so. Best painter in Kelowna. And what happens with that is, you know, if you agree to feel that way when you're, when you're positively highlighted, of course you're down in the dumps when you get, you know, very poor reviews. And, something that I I, I actually, you know, I got from my coach that was very, very useful for me. And it was funny how minute of a difference this was. Because I was taking, I was running an amazing business in my first year, but I had like a 95% customer satisfaction rate. And in my head, if I got one little teensy, teensy, tiny little bit of negative feedback, it ruined my day. Like it was insane. How, if I had a painter tell me they didn't like what they were doing, it ruined my day. If they had, if I had a client literally like a client in my rookie year of like, you know, 2018 of running a business. If a client said, you know what, Austin, you're doing an amazing job with your crew painting this house. You know, don't get me wrong. The cut lines are perfect. The house is going to look great. I just noticed that one of your painters wasn't as, as, as tidy as I would have liked them to be. Like, if you could just maybe make sure they they drop sheet more, that's all I really want you guys to do. And I would have taken that piece of information and been like, wow, like guys, we really, you know, we're, we're, really sucking, you know, like it's just like overwhelmingly negative. And, and I, I would take, I would, I would, I would weigh so heavily on the negative. And what Pat told me, uh, my, my, my coach was like, you know, uh, just imagine that when your clients are talking to you, they're not talking to Austin Trudeau, they're talking to Austin Trudeau painting or Austin Trudeau. Mm, yeah. And it was really strange. And I've done that with my operators this year. And and I, and from the feedback I've gotten, it's helped them a bit because what ends up happening is. when when your clients are talking to you, you have to understand that they're not talking to you as a person. They don't know you. They don't know John Morgan, the guy that grew up in Kelowna and had a seemingly fairly difficult past. They don't know the Amir Abu Shakra that grew up in Jordan until he was 13. Like they don't know anything about you guys, right? Like they don't know anything about me. They don't know anything about you. All they know about you is really just the fact that they hired you to paint their house. So why are you pretending like what they're saying is towards you? it's towards your business. And you got to pretend like when they're talking to you, they're talking to, you know, John Morgan painting and Austin Trudeau painting. Like they're talking to, you know, Bob Smith landscaping or whatever. It's like, if you decide to take it personally, it's so hurtful. Like, you know, you have to choose to, to be talked, spoken to in that different label. And that really helps. I found it, which is, which is kind of silly. You're like, Why would it help if he said, if he called himself, if he added the word painting on the end of his name, like, why would that actually help? But it really does. It really, really does. Like imagine, you know, somebody saying, Hey, it's literally the difference between this." somebody going, Hey, John Morgan, the third, you suck versus Hey, John Morgan, the third blank. You suck. If there's a, if there's a thing on the end of your name, it's seemingly less about you is the person that's for some well, this that is helps. the
2: same thing with um you know differentiating people and their ideas which am you're a philosophy major so i mean like that's like one of the first mm-hmm. things they teach you is that well yeah go off on that
1: yeah i remember john and i had a little bit of a philosophical religious debate and it was so straightforward and simple because emotions weren't mangled in it we were able oh, to yeah because stuff- we weren't
2: discussing each other we were just we were actually discussing just a philosophical idea very simple Exactly. It was. I don't know about you, but it almost felt like we both had a glass ball in front of us, and we were both like analyzing this ball and
1: saying,
2: (laughs) "It looks pretty round." No, it's it's kind of chipped over here. You know, like the same way we'd like look at anything.
1: And to add to Austin's point, uh, one thing that really helped me with with that, on top of his amazing take on that, with you're not you, you're not your business. I was about to say you're not you when you're hungry. I don't know what's going on here, (laughs) Um, but (laughs) you're not your business. is that I, one thing that I did last year was I actually didn't over rely or I distanced myself from also highly positive feedback. So I trained myself not to get excited about positive feedback. And what that has done is that whenever I get any piece of feedback, whether it's positive or negative, it would not incite that emotional reaction. Because if you get really excited when somebody gives you good feedback, there's a really good chance that you're taking that personally. And that's why you're really excited. Well, there's Stoics talk
2: about this as the attractive horse. I'm not sure if you've heard this before. Where like, it's in the Enchiridion by Epictetus. And he talks about how, you know, if someone said, oh, your horse is beautiful, right? You really have no right to say thanks because he's complimenting the horse, not you.
1: Bingo. So that's a, that's a great little anecdote there. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it's kind of the same idea where if you get it. A- and, and
0: so just to jump in there, like, would there be anything that, cause, cause what I'm, I, you know, if I were to listen to this from the typical listener and and you know what, not even the typical listener, the the people on my team and the people who I care about that you know, run businesses that I talk to when I told them what, when I tell them what you just said, Ammer, they, it almost like, it's almost like their heart sinks because it feels like you're almost taking the humanity out of what it means to run a business.
2: Well, like good. imagine what it means. Like, business is emotional. No, no, hold
0: on. But imagine what it means like to be not feeling good about positive reviews, right? Like how do you dehuman, like de- distance yourself from the innate positivity?
1: Well, it, cause I think the, the joy from running a business is is being derived from the least efficient place which is a place that you can't control which is what we're talking about i cannot control how happy mr jamie is going to be at the end of the job the only thing i can control yeah. is the execution of my services a, and products
2: no, now, the reason why this is so important actually is because, okay, it's they, such a good example of this payroll. So I had these two jobs. Okay. One was like a $6,000 trim job and one was like a $1,700 trim job. Okay. And uh, the $6,000 trim job we completed in three days. Okay. With three painters. Um, and, and the guy was so happy that we got it done so fast. He's like, this is great. Like I'm so happy that you guys were only at my house for three days. Cause as you can imagine, like this guy doesn't want us at his house for like eight days, you know, painting his trim up on the roof with a harness. Like let me you know, guess, ladders flying everywhere.
1: The other guy was upset because you were there. Such a long yeah. The other remote. guy
2: said that. So anyway, so yeah, he was all the one guy was super happy. He actually wrote a reference letter, which is right here. It's like a nice, like you can see this. It's, that's a nice wow, reference letter, wow,
1: yeah, right? yeah.
2: The other guy um, phones me and is like, "Hey, like you ripped me off. Like you guys were only here for a day. Like and he like made all these like." bold accusations about my painters please and please tell and I me said, that you, you just know, connected
0: them like hey, you'll call him <laughs> Can you well no, i, I actually just
2: explained to the guy i said look at man i'm like you know you have to understand that you know we didn't treat you any different than we treat any of our other clients and all of our other clients basically write us reference letters we did your job you know in a very professional way i mean we you got exactly what you paid for. We scraped down your trim. We sanded it. We put an oil-based primer. We applied one coat because it's the same color. You know, do you have any problems with the workmanship? He's like, no. I'm like, okay, so what's the problem? He's like, well, I don't like how um, how fast you did it. I said, I said, you know, like that's a perspective thing. And you know, I hate to break it to you, but like, that's not my problem because this other guy, his perspective is that he was happy. You're not happy. So I can't, I can't really, you know, I can't really comment on you know, on, you weren't happy that we were so fast because so,
1: that's John, exclusive to you. That happened so much in Toronto that I made an expectation document and a part of the expectation document where I asked them to initial their name is that they're paying for the service and not how long. And I explained yeah. it to them and I love ev- that. every I, I, single done, job, done for
2: you service.
1: I can send you all these documents but it would literally say that you're paying for a product and service. And if I'm here for a shorter time or a longer time, does not reflect the quality of work. Well, I actually so would have that a lot that 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 conversation. Well, that, uh, I just want to tie this before we get too too sidetracked here. Sure, sure. If you over uh, sympathize and look for feedback from customers, um, then I think your happiness with running a business is going to be determined by the mood and perspective. Of your client, and just well, because what you're focusing
2: of, on is your reputation, which is out of
1: your control. Exactly. What what you can control is the employees you have, the internal systems, the culture, the products, the services, the execution. And so, what I, how I derive happiness, was, what was the job before? What did it look like? What was the job after? What does it look like? Did we solve all the problems that we promised to solve? Yes or no.
2: Yeah, did we do what right. we said we were going to do, right?
1: Did we do our best to give the customer the best experience possible? Yes or no? And then at the end, if you've answered yes to everything and the person's still unhappy, look, man, they're probably unhappy with everything else in their life. So why is that going to bring you down?
0: And yeah, John, so- do, you have a, do you have a spray crew? I
2: have three.
0: Yeah, so you must get this a lot, and I imagine you set this, like, you set this up very well. Like you can spray a house that's massive in like a day, right? So it's like some people are just so surprised by that and, it, and in a good way. And I've definitely had that client that's like, wow, you, you know, you did my full exterior and so short. And then they, some are like ecstatic about it and some are just like, you ripped me off. And and like, I had a version of what Amber's describing as an expectation sheet. It's crazy how you know, you almost feel like you're at least the way I felt the first time that I got negative feedback from a client based on how short it took us to do the job is it's so demoralizing. Cause it's like, we literally did it the best way you possibly could do it. And you're upset with it. It's crazy. Right? Like- well,
2: I actually gave a really, um, simple, like kind of explanation to my painter or to my, to my client. And I said, you know, I said, if the job took longer than expected, would you think it'd be fair if I asked you for more money? And, and he said, well, no, because you gave me a quote. And I said, perfect. I said, I've now finished it sooner than you expected. Do you think it's fair that you ask for money back?
0: Oh, I and then love he basically, that.
2: And he basically just was like, yep, touche, man. And he paid in full. <laughs> because it really hit him that, look it, I'm not, Yeah. it, it goes both ways. The right? language
1: like, that I used was a, from a different angle. I would say, hey, if you want, this this is like a one day job if you want we can like pretend to make it 3 days we can really drag this out and then usually they be like no 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 yeah 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 it. same
2: difference yeah so so but um you know i i, I kind of wanted to go back um to the whole like uh, what we can control and what we cannot control because um i think it's so relevant to society right now and in in just think about like what most people are focusing their attention on right just simply on things they cannot control. And I, and I can't help but think that's maybe why there's so much, um, let's say uh, uh, chaos in the world.
1: Right? Well, I think it's anger, right? Um, I think if you look at, if you think about what anger is, I think anger is the failure to communicate something. And usually, failure to communicate something gives you the feeling that you don't have control, mm, and so you raise, yeah. and so you raise your voice so you can claim control, and so you punch somebody to get control.
2: Yeah, yeah. And all well, it is—it's just a fit videos of people online who like can't articulate their point, and so they resort, they resort to violence, they resort to yelling, they resort to uh, name calling. Right? It's kind of yeah. like it's almost like uh, if you think about like on a like a uh isn't it like the socratic or the socratica uh, like pyramid right like it's like the lower down you go it's like i think the lowest is like name calling and like rhetoric based or uh, um bigotry right and mm-hmm. so like as someone gets more angry i've never seen someone get angry and get more logical no 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 no
0: Right, like I've never seen Shapiro. Like
2: I've never, yeah, I've never, I've never seen someone get like just fuming emotional, like just like like just overcome with emotion and just become like the most like logical, sensible person. It's like it's always like the opposite. Like straight to name calling, violence, etc.
1: Yeah. So that's what I think. What anger is is just a failure to communicate. And so, well, you can actually do things to lower the chances on failure to communicate. You can one listen really well. Right. You have two ears, one mouth. Or you can read books and practice basic language by expanding your compendium and your ability to communicate. Most things and thoughts and feelings and beliefs and opinions will be way easier to communicate. And so it's very hard to find really smart people get angry. Like, I don't think I've seen Jordan Peterson angry, right?
2: Um, maybe well, some- it, it, well, you see, the thing is, is that what you haven't seen is is uh, him overcome with emotion and then him indulge in it. Because if you watch the Kathy Newman... Um, oh, pops, oh, yeah. I mean, clearly there was points there where he was like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. this, is, this is egregious, right? Like, th- you could just see in his, you know, at least... In that Peter, interview okay? made him famous. I'm speculating. Famous. I'm speculating. Interview. But it definitely seemed like he was frustrated at points, right? Yes. Yeah. But he never indulged in it, like
1: you said. But th- that interview... And his ability to handle such a terrible host, such a terrible interviewer, um, made him famous. That was like a turning point in his career. Well,
2: because you, res- you can't help but just respect the guy. I mean, someone hey who's... Guys, able I... to... Sorry,
1: right, what's, up? what's up, man?
0: Sorry, I just completely interrupted you because I was like a second behind. Um, there's just this really... We all know, we've all talked about him before on this podcast, Corey McKinnon. Yes. He made a really interesting Instagram post this week uh, that I thought I'd just share because he actually got challenged to be a little bit more authentic, it sounds like, with uh, some of his followers. So very successful real estate investor uh, that posts a lot of content continuously on Instagram that's overwhelmingly positive, right? Like, oh, just closed another deal. Oh, just did this reno. Oh, just did this, right? So it's very easy to think, okay, well, this guy has just been yeah. murdering Just some
1: context. It. I think he retired at like, what, 40. Yeah, so he's... Started at 40. He's He's written a book.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Doing essentially what all three of us want to do. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, so...
1: Retiring at 40 is very late, but...
0: Yeah. 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 What's the the post? Uh, So the post is really cool. It's probably going to take me about a couple minutes to read, but I think it's important to read it because it really just sums up what we spoke about here really, really well. Like I think it just really encompasses it. So keeping in mind, he's a real estate investor that rents out a lot of his properties for income. So, um, and you can find him on Instagram at Corey McKinnon with a K Corey with a K. So,
2: well, hold on. Rather than reading it, do you think we could maybe share the post and then you could maybe sum it up for everyone?
0: I think it like it's not that long, like it's really okay, not, okay, okay, okay. But, ahead, go but ahead. and it's also just something that is better read. But yeah, so posting this, it's, it goes posting this because people tend to resonate with real life posts like this from someone who does real estate full time. If you don't have things go your way on a regular basis, in my mind, you are playing too small. Full disclosure, we don't attract drama in our lives. However, we do have a lot going on with our multiple businesses and a large family slash extended family and a tribe that we help out and support. Last week, it was a pool issue in the house flood, uh, pool house flooding, Uh, empty pool full of worms, algae, multiple tenants wanting to sublet their lease because of dropping out of school, and patio beer cans. Are people really thinking this much during COVID? Uh, Critter problems, car battery died, delays on closing and delays on closings and construction, re-renting a unit that someone else had passed away in, rate changes that were promised. And today, even the street on one of our projects was shut down because of a bomb squad. (laughs) Yes, life is interesting. The amount of uncertainty you can live with and your ability to literally roll with the punches can be a direct reflection of your success in life. You can't let a little thing or even just big stuff get you down. It's all just stuff. You get more what you get. Um, sorry, you get more of what you can focus on in life. With focus, uh, we focus on solutions and growth. I encourage you to do so as well. When you have a problem, get all hands on deck and get through it, so you can get back to focusing what your mission is in life. Do you uh, do you know what your mission is in life? Go get it. <laughs> Go get it if you do. If you don't reach out, maybe we can help you find clarity. Either way, keep forging ahead, friends, and remind and, and remember that the sun always rises and tomorrow is another fresh day. Let me know if you like this real post. So I think that really just focused, like it pretty much just sums up everything we just spoke about. You know, like
2: Yeah, I agree. Could, could not agree anymore.
1: John F. Kennedy have said, don't pray for easy lives. Pray to be stronger men. <laughs>
0: The best part about this post I just read, which I really like, um, and it sounds really simple, but it's just, you can't let the little or big things get you down in life. It's all just stuff. Like, I, I I think that that is really just by virtue of what it means to be human. What do you think it means? Like, what do you think it means? For me to, for you to ask me how I'm doing. And it's funny how we actually started out this podcast, John, and you were like, imagine if I just said I was doing terrible, (laughs) you know, like, Hey John, how are you? And you're like, "Ah, pretty good. But imagine if I just said I was doing like terribly. And imagine if we just would have said, Hey, you know, I'm having this problem and this problem, and this problem. And I think the best part about this conversation is we can all just talk about our problems as though they're stuff that we're actively trying to fix. It's not necessarily something that is directly rooted in our personalities and and, and as people, right? Like, and that might sound very foreign to you guys because we're having this conversation, but I think that's actually quite the, like the reality for a lot of people is a first time business owner that complains about their clients, employees, pricing, and all these things. It's like, well, Hey, that's all just stuff. And then the question becomes, and what are you going to do about it? and i think that that i don't know i just really like that because i i always saw him as somebody posting that overwhelmingly positive successful things and for him to post that was actually quite moving because i i saw through I that agree, okay man. even him somebody that i've looked up to in terms of where i want to actually be one day with real estate is like actually just saying hey i had you know these people try and move out i had this pool flood i had this infestation i had a bomb squad on my street i had you know And he just doesn't care, (laughs) you know, like it's just one thing after another. So, and that's something that I actively am working on because, you know, I even catch myself, right? Like during COVID it's like, okay, well, you know, COVID that's a really validated excuse you get to have with a bunch of things, right? Like, Oh, 2020 is the year of COVID. I get to operate at reduced capacity. However, am I operating at a reduced capacity because of my excuses that I've rationalized around COVID or is COVID actually impacting me to the point where I'm exhausting all of my resources to get to where I need to be. And I'm still failing like that or not failing, but still not where I want to be. Like that's a completely, completely different question that can very easily be rationalized as the same thing.
2: You know,
1: that's where it is, man. It's all about control and perspective. Cause, cause
0: John and I could get on a phone call. And John, and we can both agree that COVID has impacted us. However, John could say, yeah, COVID's impacted me and it really sucks. And it's really like, you know, not working out well for me this year. And he's literally spent all of his resources to try and find new people and find new contracts. And and he's actively working to just solve the problem every day. And then I agree with him and go, yeah, COVID is really impacting me too. And however, I haven't really worked nearly as hard as him and I've merely just used the idea of a pandemic to work less hard, which has ultimately got me to the same place. <laughs> you know, it's like you could easily just mix up those two things.
2: Yeah, I think, I think that, uh, when COVID hit, one of the things that I was saying a lot is that I was kind of excited in a sense because I was confident you Needed a lot a of- challenge. <laughs> Well, He's sure. Really, that, I mean,
0: this was
1: what sure John that. was training for his whole life.
2: This is yeah. Awesome. That's what
0: he said at, at one point. No,
2: I was excited for that part, but that's not that's not what I was going to say. I was going to say that uh, I was excited, and I was because I was because I was confident that uh, a lot of my competitors, I knew that this was the exact thing they were looking for. Right? They were just waiting for an excuse that was strong enough to to allow them to be a weak man right? So many people are looking for that excuse, right? Think about how many men would cheat on their girlfriend if just the perfect excuse came along, right? Weak men. So think about how many people are just looking for a reason to lie, right? Think about how many people are looking for a reason to screw over their client. Think about how many people are looking for a reason to rip off their painter, whatever, right? These are just weak people who are just waiting for the perfect excuse. So when, uh, when tough times come, right? I know it's such a cliche thing, but the tough get tougher, right? Mm-hmm.
1: Tough times create strong men.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, uh,
1: And, and strong
0: men me. create good times. Good times create weak men. Weak men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. <laughs> I didn't follow that boy, but, <laughs> but like,
2: yeah, uh, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it sucks to suck.
1: What's the message? Let's, let's drive this home. Let's wrap this up. What's a message yeah. we can send back to the people? The one I got was really the the J.F. Kennedy quote. It's like, don't pray for easier lives; pray for to be a stronger man. Right? Just be roll with the punches and really well, love there's, your. There's business.
2: actually so much truth to that too, right? Because you know, it's like there's two sentences there, right? It's like, uh, don't pray for easier lives. Yes. And pray to be stronger men. Correct. So easier life so basically what happens to you okay don't pray that you have things be different right because you can't control that correct okay i don't care how much you know i don't care how much affirmation you write i don't care you know how much you pray i don't care what you wish for i don't care you know what vision board you put up on your wall out of your control correct so pray to be a stronger man okay so character right things you can control right that's, I mean, that's it, right?
0: If, you know, I have and, something like, to, sh- I, I, yeah. I and, and, and in line with that, like, I, I kind of want to challenge you a bit on that, John, and maybe this is not the best thing to wrap up a podcast with. I don't think that it'll, it'll push it too long, but you know, I'm somebody that is overtly uncomfortable and unsatisfied with where my business is at the very moment. Right. Like I, and that's, that's, what I've kind of of, that. that's what I've kind of expressed. And, and I think that, you know, I I've been pretty authentic with what's been going wrong, what hasn't been going right and where I want to be and how those impacts have impacted me in this, in, in the month and a half that we've been operational this year. And you know, I'm, I'm overtly finding this year, my third year running my business, much, much more challenging, than running the second year of my business, even but we already knew that last year though. Even 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 once you've controlled for COVID, right? Like, I, I really do think that it's just. Yeah, but Austin,
2: different. we knew that last year. What do you mean? Well, because last year, I mean, we we I mean, I don't know how many times we spoke about this, but how running a bigger business is easier. No, so no, I no,
0: no, I I know. We
2: already knew that you were. I mean, when you when you chose to run a smaller business, I mean, we knew that was going to be harder.
0: So. I agree with you. I think that I'm not necessarily, I I wasn't running a business that was necessarily that much smaller though. Like right now I'm actually trending to do exactly what I did last year. And so it's not necessarily going to be smaller. However, the fact that I set out to do a small, run a smaller business limited me from the, just essentially it, it, it equipped me with the wrong lens of which I recruited and hired for. That's really the only issue that i'm encountering at the moment which is a huge issue however it's very clear to me what i need to do thankfully right and i just wanted to challenge you john because you're coming at this this week with something that almost comes at it from a place of uh very comfortable like you seem to be very comfortable with where you are right like in in, in terms of how you've spoken about what you've accomplished so far well no
2: i am no i am but to me it should be no surprise i mean you know I don't know about you guys. Do you feel like I've been pretty consistent in my views over the, like, you know, since I met you guys, right? I mean, if anything, I'm only, you know, develop my views views further, but um, I think it should be of no surprise that I'm comfortable.
0: How would I possibly
2: be be uncomfortable? Like there's absolutely, I mean, I said this on the last podcast and I feel like I say stuff, okay. You know, I want to address this because I feel like I say a lot of things and people like, like just for some reason, don't think I'm serious.
1: I don't, I don't know about that, but what do you say? No, no,
2: no. I'll give, I'll give you an example. Like last podcast, I said that um, that no one's ever been harmed because of other people okay yeah. and it's like i know it's a crazy statement like at a glance but i mean well, if yeah, we were yeah, like yeah four hours deep into a conversation i think that you know i could like i could like lube up that kind of like hole a little bit and then we could slide into that a little bit easier okay, well, hold on like, oh, a <laughs> second. i, I went know. a little bit too what sexual the on, hell that, was that? On, that, on that part but you know what i mean i feel like we could definitely grease that you know wd-40 that that piston first you know but but um sorry i kind of got way too sidetracked the the yeah Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Trisha, get in
0: here! <laughs> oh, the lyrics. Trisha, How was I even talking about? I just got so sidetracked. With that. Okay, so so you were talking about how? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Um, okay. Like, what could possibly harm me at this point? Like, why why would I not just be calm? Like, like I mean, Austin, like seriously, quiz me. Like, what what could possibly happen? You break your
0: legs. Life? no no okay so john no, hold I on actually... yeah
1: john what happens if you break your okay, legs okay okay. well that's then my legs right. are
0: broken what do you mean okay <laughs> how
2: are
1: you gonna do estimates in a wheelchair
2: how would i not do i mean I, I mean i could i could give you like a list i mean i could literally write a list of how i could do estimates
0: okay okay so hold on Cool, 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 on. cool. i'm hold just on. testing look well, i mean could you not
2: though i mean you could do i mean right off the okay, top of my okay, head guys I mean, guys could do really estimates i oh, can no. buy a wheelchair i'm mean, about i'm not kidding dude I could pay some guy who wants to be, you know, who's a really strong guy. I could pay someone minimum wage to fucking carry my ass around. <laughs> okay. Austin, okay, the reason is, I okay. asked that question... Can you imagine okay, is, me no, in no, a so fucking so backpack? <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not I'm on track. some strong dude's back. And it's like, I'm just like, hey, so like I broke both my legs, but this guy can carry me around. So let's just do a walk. <laughs> Literally. Austin, yeah. the reason
1: I asked John that question was just to prove to you that in his own perspective mindset and where he's at with his goal there is nothing standing in this guy's way
2: he was no, able If to you, come up oh, if you with broke five my legs, solutions though, you've harmed my legs not me
1: yeah that's what i'm saying that's what yeah. i'm saying okay so in one second I, I, he came up with I, five
0: solutions guys do not get me wrong i think that if i broke both my legs i would also find a way to run my business quite well this is not what i'm talking about i'm talking okay, okay, merely, okay sorry, sorry, sorry. this is this is merely talking about what i think you could learn from being uncomfortable
2: well no i okay so just to clarify i am uncomfortable a lot be, and you know we can i mean if we, you know if we want to just well fly, I, and I what I, know, only thing I think is what i'm saying is that because, it
0: sometimes doesn't seem like it or or if you're not then what does it mean for you to be uncomfortable well
2: okay so austin something you said um like a couple minutes ago actually really resonated with me and um you know i've I haven't put enough thought into this, so bear with me. But I am someone who, you know, I am perpetually dissatisfied with myself. I just yeah, really, and,
0: and that and that's really where I sit in the majority hard of my to believe, it, but like, in the majority I just, of my life. I think the same thing for myself too,
2: right? Yeah, like I mean, well, Austin, can you relate? I mean, I you know, at any given moment always feel like I'm leaving something on the table.
0: Oh my God, man! This is this is my problem.
2: Why, why? Why? I mean, hold on. I mean, see, like problem
0: slash yeah, problem yeah, like, slash motivator. It's not it's not, it's
2: not. it's not go past the threshold. I mean, like I don't know if it's a problem or not. Okay, I I don't know if that's really my judgment to make. But you know, I am certainly uncomfortable at times. Um, but the half life of that discomfort is actually quite fast if you pay attention to it so without adding fuel to that fire i think we kind of discussed this on the last podcast you know my my piece is actually you know what there's a really good quote here that i that i actually really like it's it's um i forget the rapper that says this i am or you might even know which rapper said this but um you know so many people uh what's the quote go it's like uh you think that uh That I have peace because of my diamond peace, or I don't know how to go. Fuck! Now I'm going to screw this up. Now, Um, or you think I'm you think I'm rich because of my diamond peace? But I wasn't rich until I found my peace. Oh, let that sit sit for a second. Right? People think I'm rich because of my diamond peace, but I wasn't rich until I found my peace right? I think peacefulness, like equanimity is a skill. And when I like, I like all the time, I'm telling people about how you should meditate. And people just like disregard that. Like how many like, I mean, let's be honest. I mean, like, you know, I can't speak to the viewers directly. Like, I mean, I like I can't have a conversation with them. But hey, viewer. um, Yeah, you that's listening right now. Hello. Okay. Have you started meditating? A percentage of you just said no in your head. Guess what? I'm fucking serious. You should meditate. Yeah. Like Austin, have have you started meditating regularly?
0: I have. I really well, have right. to but, be but, honest, like, well, John. I only started it. I only started it last Sunday, like Sunday, June 7th. Yeah, so- yeah. But
2: so like that's a skill set, right? But like in the same way that like and, you know. Um, you know, cause I've been meditating for like, I think that like that app that I've been using, like I've yeah, been using I like it for it. almost like three years. Well, now. you know,
0: John, we talked about it last week and I actually started it after it and I actually do appreciate what I've got from it. The only thing I just wanted to touch on it, it wasn't really the, it, it, it was more friendly challenge an amicable challenge. I just wanted to make sure that a lot of the time when you speak about the, 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 you know, what's going on in your world. And usually when that we're talking about that, it really means business is I guess it really just comes about you know, the idea of more along the lines of the caption I read from Corey, right? Like,
2: I don't, I don't really agree with Corey though.
0: Okay. In what way?
2: Well, or at least I don't agree with what you're saying. Like, sure. Let me me rephrase what you're saying. Just so I I don't want to, I don't want to misrepresent you here. Okay. Sure. What I think you're saying is that you, you want me to Explain how I actually also struggle, so that people can see that I'm also just human, just like the rest of people. Right? Is that what you want? Is that what you want me to say?
0: Sure. Let's. Yeah. That's a. That's an accurate summary.
2: Okay. Don't we all struggle? Like, when when was that not? Like, when did when when like when did anyone like? Did, and do did people actually think I don't struggle?
0: I truly believe that most of our viewers think that you don't struggle. Yeah.
2: Oh,
1: interesting. Well, really? Eh? shit
0: what makes you think that well I, maybe it makes,
1: it makes sense i mean if, we, if we're only highlighting some specific things it, it can be hard to sometimes come to that conclusion it's like i okay. think it would be I think it would be, very yeah, I think it would be very authentic and all you see is like the upside then it's like exactly has a perfect life
0: yeah and i think it would be very authentic if you just shared with us like and this isn't for me i i i arguably know some okay, of these things okay okay on um I suppose
2: I could kind of give you what you want. But you know um,
0: what it is, John. You know what it you know, is. On it's Friday, really... I cried. No, no, no. no, no okay.
2: <laughs> uh, okay. So, like, so... I was in tears at like eight a.m. on Friday because I was okay, just so because I, I was just so disappointed in myself. About what? Well, I just I'm just I was so disappointed. Well, okay. Here's here's something that's been happening lately. Like, if if, if you allow me to go on the yeah, tad bit of a rant. Um, I don't like how. like people call me successful in, in student works and I dislike it because like, I don't view myself as successful. I think success is sort of an illusion in this, like all of these things that people are like, you know, uh, saying about me one are, are not me. Like they're saying, Oh, look at all the, all the, uh, uh the revenue that John's bringing in. I'm not my revenue. So like, don't, don't attribute that. I mean, like I, I'm like a part of that, but that's not me. Like they like, I have a huge, like I have a lot of people that work for me that are doing that work. Like we're all a part of it, but ultimately I'm not that like, I'm not my revenue, all of the success that everyone's talking about. That's in the past. Like it's irrelevant. Like, like it's, it's sort of like one of those things where like, um, uh, isn't it like quantum physics where like you can't track the velocity and the location of something at the same Correct. time. Yeah. Correct. Success is almost the exact same. Like, do you, do you see that hammer where it's yes. like, like at any given moment, the moment you focus on your success, you're no longer successful because you're no longer doing the shit that made you successful. And so like I'm sick, like I i am at the point where like I want student works to just reset me back to zero on, on the leaderboards because like, it's just, it, like, it's just, it's just a bit ridiculous, like that people just assume that that I'm successful. It's like, look at like, let me decide that. Like, don't, don't be putting your claims on, 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 on me. Cause like, I just view myself as so weak at any given moment. And it's, it's, yeah. you know, it's frustrating. Like I'll well, sit in I the shower that... in the pitch dark, just sitting there at the bottom of the shower, just like thinking to myself, okay, like, wow. Like, like I really need to get this shit together, you know, like, cause I'm just leaving so much on the table at any given moment. It's so frustrating for me. This well, is you know actually yeah. the, the
1: same reason Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't have social media. He has like people running it for him. Is because what he's found is he would spend all this time going to like charity events, award shows, and all networking. All the events. things that
2: don't make you successful, and he, yeah.
1: And, and and all of a sudden, his acting quality started dropping. It's like, it's like if if tomorrow, and and that's actually the conversation we had when I was gonna buy that flashy car. That like, our conversation probably saved my life because. In the future, if I can afford like a fancy vehicle and then I buy it and then like on the weekends I'm now driving this car and then I have to worry about where to park it and when I washed it and when I have to fill it up and then et cetera, et cetera, all of a sudden there's a lot of energy and time being spent doing things that are no longer the same things that got me the car. So all my focus is now on things that aren't making me successful totally and no, totally. that's you why and that's why leonardo happen. dicaprio same thing well he, you, it's it's like uh, you sleep on doesn't a, want sleep on, doesn't want, sleep want people telling him to be successful doesn't want to hear it yeah so i don't, don't want to hear you know it anymore think too?
0: what happened like and, and we can wrap this up here because we're actually we're, we're on the verge of another two hour special here guys well, i don't mind i know i know i know it's actually really important yeah i know it is and you know what i realized john is that just in the in the time that you were explaining what you just said, and and then after Ammer explained about Leonardo DiCaprio and how you know you asked me if it would make me feel better if you were more upset with yourself and, and, and maybe even here, is that it came back to what you said around I think it was last episode or the episode before when you said when you earned most improved franchisee or or, or whatever anybody's award is, that's listening to this podcast, right? Like whether you want to be number one in your league, whether you want to be number one in, um, you know, your class, number one GPA in your program,
1: favorite son. Yeah.
0: Literally anything, whatever you, whatever you're striving for, whatever really puts fire under your ass, you know, John, what you said was really real around, you probably worked thousands of hours and it took up so much of your cognitive resources to actually get to that point where you were accepting that reward on stage. Right. And ultimately that came at a huge, you know, cost of time, but ultimately you probably learned you earned a lot of money and, but you just realized that it was only 30 seconds. And I think that what I'm, you know, I guess, jealous of the fact that you were able to only re- like you you were able to realize that it was only worth 30 seconds of your time. Because what I found that was, was what's real with me right now is that I have tendencies to look back at the time when I was given those awards and go, why aren't I performing at that level exactly right now anymore? Right. Is that, that makes sense. Well,
2: it's, you know, I mean, it's, what we're talking that, about, right? Does that make it's,
0: sense? Like it allows yourself you, to like, you, it, like at a very, at it, it almost like a cellular level, it seems like you were able to realize that your presence of accepting that award on stage was essentially just like you getting recognized for what you did and was not, you didn't allow yourself to like positively bask in what that really meant. You were just like, this is an award it's kind of confusing why did i want this on to the next thing what i actually did last year is last year was the first year where i made enough money to really surprise myself and i made enough i made a lot of other people money more than enough money to surprise them and i and i painted as, as, as you know i did enough work to surprise my clients and and like we did insanely well and i think i really just surprised myself like from 2018 to 2019 we grew you know, 223%, like that surprised the shit out of me. And i and I felt really good about it. Right. And, and I felt amazing about it. And I think I let myself almost feel too good about it. Not to the point where I really got that much more of a shitty person or like egotistic. However, now that I'm faced with like more adversity in a lower role, not sorry, not a lower role, but like in a lower capacity of, of what I'm capable of, it hurts more. Right. That makes sense.
2: Yeah, dude, it totally does. But, you know, let's, let's, let's bring this back, right, to the, you know, what we can control and we cannot control, right? Like, you know, I just don't, like, I'm just not as concerned as people may think about this cold success, like all of this stuff that people are attributing to success. Okay. Yeah. Let's, I'm going to leave, I'm going to let that be where it is. Okay. What I'm focusing on and why I, you know, the, you know, the answer to your original question about, you know, why does it seem like I'm so like calm is yeah. because man, I'm telling the truth. Okay. I'm, I'm treating my employees with integrity, right? Like I'm, I'm focusing on my character. Like I, I, it's not like, like the, I just can't be harmed. Like I feel just about invincible because the only person that can, and I say just about because, you know, my mind's a son of a bitch. Um, I'm the only one that can harm myself. Right. It's like, like, I'm just like, if my employee quits, I'm just disappointed in myself.
0: Yeah. Right? Well, that's like, it.
2: Yeah. I get that. And that's just it. Right. I, I I can find peace in that the only person who's responsible for all of this and the only person who, you know, can harm me is me. So not like none of this other stuff matters, you know, none, none of this, who cares? It's just, it's just about, I mean, not that I'm a narcissist, but it's just about me. Right. I'm just, I'm just focusing on, on what I can do at the highest level. And it's frustrating when I don't, You know, there's, um, actually, can I kind of read something to you guys? Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Of course. This is, you know, I read this all the time and I think this really, really sums up a lot of, you know, what I'm trying to like cultivate in my life. Take us home man. take us home. Concentrate every minute, like a Roman, like a man on doing what's in front of you with precise and genuine seriousness, tenderly, willingly with justice and on freeing yourself from all other distractions. Yes, you can. If you do everything as if it were the last thing you do in your life. And stop being aimless. Stop letting your emotions override what your mind tells you. Stop being hypocritical, self-centered, and irritable. You see how few things you have to do to live a satisfying and reverent life? If you can manage this... That's all even the gods can ask of you.
0: Hmm.
2: There you go, ladies and gentlemen. There's like four things you need to do in life, man. It's not that stressful.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: List them out. I'm just making up the number. It's not really four things, but like there's so few things. Yeah. Tell the truth, right? Like actually, you know what? There is four things. Do what you say you're going to do. Finish huh. what you start. Say please and thank you and show up on time. There it is. Let's end it. Thank you for listening yeah. to the weekly call.
1: This was you're good, all, guys. beautiful. I hope we gave you something to think about.
2: <laughs> and uh, we love you. And uh, by the way, just so everyone knows, um, that is from uh, Marcus Aurelius's Meditations, what I just read there. And uh, it is uh, book two paragraph five so go out and if you if you haven't gotten this book you let me know like i'll basically buy it for you because like that like i have like eight like i literally have like even just in front of me i have two copies just on my desk right like i got like one three in my car probably i got a you huge you heard it here first here
0: john morgan will buy you this book if you ask <laughs> him. So, so message him first or five him. first yeah, yeah first five, <laughs> first five. You know, sign it. First five books, whoever messages you first, sign them. And yeah, there you go. Uh, I know there's a few of our listeners that will actually take you up on that. But I just, to to send us off here, thank you guys so much for listening. From Coming from a guy that's currently, uh, you know, to be authentic with you, really struggling with where he is comfortable being in this year, right? Like what it really means to define what comfortability and what and, and what making yourself feeling invincible really means. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that makes you feel like you're not, but accepting that it's all just stuff is kind of what I'm trying to choose to do. So, oh, I hate to
2: like be that guy who's next to this podcast for a little bit, but like I have to just differentiate something here because it's so important. I'm sorry, Ammer. I'm sorry. It's, uh, it's just so important. Um, this is not to say that you should just settle for, for poor results in life.
0: Right.
2: Because that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's, it's that it just, whatever, just let it be, you know, you got a shitty business. No, no, no. Like focus on your character for sure. But if you're not driving the results that you want in life, there's probably something else there because Luckily, we, I mean, this is the thing. I mean, this is why I'm just so grateful all the time because I live in a country that allows good charactered individuals to succeed. And that's not the case, right? It's not, it's like not every country allows people who are integrous, honest, hardworking to prosper. That's not the case, right? We live in a capitalist society. So, don't you know, don't just settle for poor results, just in and in, in chalk it up as, well, I did what I could. It's like, well, no.
1: Life is short. That. Life is beautiful. Take advantage of it.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Thank you for listening to the weekly podcast.
0: The weekly call podcast. There you
1: go. Weekly call podcast.
0: <laughs> Hey listeners, thanks so much for tuning in this week. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at the weekly call pod or through email at theweeklycallpod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material and just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today. The intro and outro music was brought to you today by William Scott Thompson. You can find him on Spotify under that name. He has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you soon.